What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. This is an interview podcast where we talk to artists from around the world from rock, metal, punk, hardcore, and indie music. Episode 2 features part 2 of our chat with the guys from Metal Allegiance. Chilling out at Duff's Alcohol Abuse Center in Brooklyn, New York, we spoke to Metal Allegiance co-founder Mark Mengi and the Black Dahlia Murders' Trevor Sternod. And we talked all about Metal Allegiance 2, Power Drunk Majesty, out now on Nuclear Blast Records. We talked about the big show at the Gramercy Theater, the heaviness of the new album, choosing cover songs, being a supergroup and how that works, Legends that we've lost in music like Lemmy, David Bowie, Glenn Fry, Prince, and how that affected the guys in the group, and so much more. Metal Legion's next show is at the House of Blues Anaheim, January 24th during the NAMM show. Check it out. So we're gonna just... No worries, see? Okay. Yeah, see? Tight bros, Where's, huh? where's your messiah now, see? Edward G. Robinson? <laughs> your little Edward G. How you guys doing? Good. Good. Sick show last night. Awesome. I'm still kind of like, was that real? Or did hey, I just I, have like I an acid flashback? Anybody, trust me. I was thinking about acid flashbacks. Today. I was like, well, I did a lot of drugs in the 90s. It was a particularly good lid of hash that I had in like 98. That is like, I wonder sometimes if there was something else That's in it. That's the one coming back. Something else somebody put you in there. You look at your hand, there's one more finger on it. It was the Bronx. Anything's possible <laughs> with drugs back then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, let's, let's have a fun, quick and dirty interview about the record and anything else you guys want to talk about. I'm stoked. We gave it a very glowing review on our site. I didn't do it personally, but one of my writers, uh, I, the show was phenomenal. No shortage of the beer is great. I was having my first the other night here. No shortage of topics. So I appreciate Get a little mic check, check. One, two, one, two. Check one, check, check, check. All right. Cheesecake. Nice. The singer, the singer never has a lot of Factory full of cheesecakes. Hard to choose. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? I'll have the number 223. Yeah. Who picks this shit up also, speaking of drugs? Like, Cheesecake Factory is like one high bag. Coming up with flavors. Rusty spoon old toothbrush. Like, someone will eat it. Fingernails. Right. Wow. The Ed Gein special. Uh, anyway, let's jump right in. Um, what's up, everybody? It's TV from Ghost Cult Magazine, ghostcultmagazine.com. I'm here with... Mark Mangy from Metal Allegiance and Trevor from Metal Allegiance and the Black Dolly Murder. How you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? I am awesome, Trevor. I'm great. Awesome. Still feeling pretty stoked on last night. Still feeling pretty stoked on last night. The amazing show at the Gramercy Theater in New York City. We're here right now in Brooklyn, New York. The Duff's, by the way, the world famous Duff's Alcohol Abuse Center. Uh, for a fun interview. Uh, Metal Legions 2, Power Drunk Majesty is out today. It's got to feel pretty damn awesome because the record is pretty damn awesome. It's like a lot of bricks flying off my shoulders. After that set last night, I was like, that was a year and a half. Fine, it's just... (laughs) That's cool, yeah, it's got to be huge. It's got to feel good. A lot of work doing these records. It's not only a lot of work, but writing them and playing them and finding vocalists and writing lyrics that fit different vocalists and it's just one after another um, but I'm happy I'm really stoked on it usually I'm a pretty hard critic on myself after the first record I was like man I wish I would have did that different wish I would have did this wish I would have done that but on this record I I can honestly say, as of at least right now, I don't have that. Um, Got no beef. I have no, no qualms. Yeah. 
Uh, it's great to hear. Uh, I could tell you guys were having a blast on stage, and uh, it definitely showed. You guys were all very loosey-goosey, it seemed, and uh, had a great time. I saw some drinks flowing, uh, Mark in particular. You have a new cup every time hey, you came Mark out. Ossigator drinking? No. no. Come on. You mean that, that thing's full of gin that he carries around <laughs> is, is it cold gin time again, Mark? Yeah. Um, this, this is how the, the comedy of Metal Legions. Literally 30 seconds before the first song of the night, Andreas comes to me, let's make a bet. Winner gets five bucks, whoever fucks each other up. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and he got me. He got me at the end of the set, second to last song. I fucked Bastard, Andreas Kisser uh, of Sepultura. Uh, How did he uh, manage to throw you? What did he do? That's how you fuck up. He just like physically hip check you or something? <laughs> he kept kicking, and I saw this, but I didn't think of it. He kept kicking his cable, trying to lift it up. So it was like, a, if you put a cable on it, there's like that coming off the ground, so I would trip over it. Oh, yeah. All right? But I, tr I, I hopped over it, and when I hopped over it and laughed, I hit the wrong fucking note. Out of all songs, Ace is high. Like, I've been he's playing that forever. He's he still got, got you. And, I was, and he just smiled, and then in this yeah, one little second break, he's like this. So I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> you bastard. But there's um, a cover with me. I tell you, the cover was phenomenal. All the covers were phenomenal. Ace is high. As a bass player, I didn't notice any fuck ups myself, and I know that song very well from my childhood. So you killed it, dude. Uh, and I love, of course, I especially love uh, anytime. No, we love Ellison. Anytime somebody's rocking that Steve Harris bassline finger style, you got to give props. It's so hard. But uh, yeah, what a killer show last night. I feel bad for anybody that wasn't there because what a special. Like a special night, like I said, I still can't kind of believe I saw it. <laughs> Some of the things I saw, Bobby Blitz singing Eagles, uh, Elisa shredding. Bobby Blitz will tell you, he got laid to that song in the 70s. Yeah, he said he still remembers what she smells like. <laughs> Dude, that dude is so hilarious. He was the best. Uh, he was amazing. Almost stole the show by himself because he's, uh, he's incredible. He's just Bobby Blitz. I'm from New Jersey. Oh Boom. We all love metal. Yay. Yeah, we know. had our little wisecracks on stage. I bet. I bet. Okay. Inside jokes or whatever. And you guys, have, you know, this is not your first rodeo, Mark. And uh, so, you know, like this is, a, you know, a, clearly a labor of love. You guys thoughtfully put this together, as you said, a year and a half of work and planning. Uh, when it comes to the writing process, I wanted to jump in and talk about uh, as you're writing a song or someone comes in with a song, hey, you know who'd be good on this? Is that how you guys approach this? I don't think I've asked you that before. It's it's different. We, we never write a song for a vocalist. We've never done that. It's never happened. Um, the music dictates who the vocalist is. And uh, a perfect example, actually a few examples, uh, number one, in the middle of writing Mother of Sin. We were in the middle of it jamming and I just stopped, started laughing and I started yelling Bobby Blitz's name in the microphone when we were writing the song. And we just, it was just that easy. It's like, obviously, when you hear that song, it's, it fits. Um, you know, the case of Trevor, you know, that came about where Alex was at a testing gig in the West Coast and he was doing an autograph sign on a testament. And he actually, I think he stopped what he was doing to find out who that band was, who that voice was. And then we, I heard this. Yeah, girl, that's right. And, and, then I, and then I heard this snippet. It was like a five-second snippet in one of your songs that you have that voice on. Uh -huh. And I, I know we sent that to you. We go, that's the voice we want. But you only did it for literally five seconds. Uh -huh. And um, we were saying earlier, we had to track him down. I didn't, none of us knew him. We didn't know how to get in touch with him. We didn't know him. And, 
Again, so I gotta say, I'm all over social media, you grandpas. What's going on here? You're like the most followed death metal guy on Instagram, pretty much. Like, for real, yeah, you're easy to find and and pretty nice. Well, uh, that name might throw you for a loop. Stern at it's pretty crazy, (laughs) crazy shit. I knew the name. Right on, dude. And of course, we're talking about the track, The Accuser, lead track on Power Drum Majesty. Oh, yeah. Uh, what a crushing song. It is like kind of like a mellow death fan's dream. Like, it is such a badass tune. It almost sounds like it was ripped out of like the late 90s to me. Um, killer, killer job, dude. What was it like for you to come into this project and throw down on it? Because I don't think you guys have had it. I mean, like, this record in general is heavier than the first record, but like, this particular track is like. Uh, dude, like it's a trip. I'm still like processing this entire thing. Honestly, uh, um, I had no idea it was going to end up being the first track. So finding out that was like uh, blew my mind, you know. And uh, I love how it came out. You know, I uh, it's different for me. You know, it's something I haven't done. Um, a bit cleaner than what I did with Black Dahlia, obviously. And uh, it was really fun, man. It was really fun to sing live. Um, I think the song came out really awesome. Um, yeah, this is just insane, dude. The rehearsal, being surrounded by these fucking guys for the first time, was like... <laughs> that was a comedy show at all It was, itself. it was, but it was, for me, mind-blowing, you know what I mean? Like, this is my first go-around with you guys, and like, all you guys together, a room full of my freaking heroes. Like, wow, this is insane. This is so cool. So, uh, I don't know, it's a huge honor for me. It's like, uh... You know, it's a victory for for our band. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully, you know, like a like a, a legitimacy, a stamp of legitimacy that's like amazing. You know. And it kind of says a lot about uh, where the industry is today, because you see a lot of super groups and a little like uh, side projects and things and collaborations and guest appearances. And you know, Stranger, you did one earlier in the year that I love with uh, Infinity, that shit's killer. Um, but it, there was a time like 15 years ago where you almost couldn't be on someone else's album if they weren't on your label, you didn't share management, right? So what a treat it is to get this collection of legends and it really is a collection of legends. Well, like the Avengers Assemble of Metal. Like it's unbelievable. You know what's funny is on our record, we have, we're a nuclear blast band. Of course. And, um, but we also have three vocalists from uh, Metal Band. Right. Armored Saint, Black Dahlia Murder, from on Mars. Indeed. You know, so which it was a, we didn't realize that until afterwards. I'm like, wow, you know, it's, it's funny. You have Metal Blade, it's a great label. They have Nuclear Blast, which is our home. Probably the two biggest metal labels, I would assume. Yeah, what more can you ask for? Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is pretty awesome. And, um, you know, I'm stoked for the Trevor's involvement and the future involvement. Right on. Uh, and uh, Elise is on Century Media. We'll just throw them a shout out because. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, again, The Accuser is what an awesome um, lead off track. Everything about it, that riff, your performance, Trevor, everything. What a kill. But, that, but that's just the start, right? The album is unbelievable. Uh, it's kind of like track after track. Like I said, I definitely felt like maybe it wasn't intentional, but it seemed heavier than the, the first record. Uh, just out of character. And then, was it? Uh, yeah. Let's hear yeah. about it. I went into it pretty uh, pissed off with a lot of things. Mm. And I had a lot to say musically and lyrically. Sure. And, um, you know, Bound by Silence was the first song we wrote. My favorite on the record. Mother of Sin was the second song we wrote. Nice. The Accuser was the third song we wrote. Uh, no. Terminal Illusion was the fifth song we wrote. Power Drunk Majesty was the fifth and sixth song we wrote. 
So we kept setting bars with this, and um, it was like shit, man. We were, you know, for me, the accuser is the bar for thrash metal today, and. That's my opinion, of course, but when I listen to, you know, I, I dig like what Power Trip's doing in the newer, newer thrash bands, uh, Municipal Waste is not new, but, you know, the newer generation, you know, once you get out of the Swires, Testaments, Exoduses of the world, you know, I want Metal Allegiance to live there. I want people to go, you know, Metal Allegiance is a thrash band. You know, that's what they are. That's what they do. Um, and, uh, and also, I have a lot to say about that as well. So. Indeed, and uh, I'm sensing a theme with those five or six songs you rattle off there lyrically as well. <laughs> Crazy time. And I was going to say, you know, you're in a band with other people who can write written lyrics. Alex and Mike have written lyrics for you, to Dale David. Written lyrics to songs, whole albums and stuff, so it's interesting. Uh, do you guys collaborate at all on that, or yeah. you know, everybody brings in their own thing? Yeah, yeah, no, we, we definitely, Metal Allegiance is a collaboration. That's what it is. And, uh, Know, Bound by Silence. Uh, I, I wrote that song 100% lyrically. I, I, I was actually at a bar, not not a metal bar, but just a normal bar, and there was a, an old timer sitting at the corner of the bar, and it's shaped like this, and that's why I pointed, because I really visualizing it, seeing it, and he was just kind of shaking, and just like something was fucking wrong. And I went over to him, and I go, Are you okay? Is everything okay? And, uh, without even ask, answering that question or asking my name, he started telling me this story that uh, blew my mind. Uh, how he was a uh, Vietnam War veteran. Yeah, he was uh, forced home. He was forced to sign the Secret Service Act. He had six months to live. He had can uh, pancreatic cancer. Wow. And he told me this story that just completely blew me away. And I went home that night and wrote down my songs. Wow. And that's what that um, song is about. It's about Mother of Sin. That song is, I worked with Bobby on the lyrics of that and a personal situation uh, to me. Uh, same thing with the accuser, personal situation. And uh, not, both of those songs aren't politically at all. Well, um, uh, Terminal Illusion is well personal. And then Power of Drunk Majesty, well, that says it all right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty plain spoken. There's not a lot of double entendres in that song. It's like if you can read, you can figure out what that one's about. Yeah. Um, but I also have to point out Bound by Silence, John Bush, holy shit. Fucking kills it. <laughs> Dude is a machine. Kills it. He is a machine vocally, live and on record. And then I love the bass line there. Uh, props to the funky bass line, a little bit of wah solo there. Um, was that like a pedal or an auto wah? That was a uh, Morley uh, walk pedal. Morley and a log. Straight up. You know, just been recorded live. It sounded like smooth enough that I thought it could have been like one of those old auto wah pedals, like baseballs or whatever. Like, sounded so that, silky that it was like, is this thing for real? You had it dialed in real sweet. I had it dialed I mean, microphone in front of an amp, pedal hooked into the amp, and I just started playing. <laughs> you <laughs> know, and uh, yeah, and that's how the record was recorded. Real quick. <laughs> right. You know, and. Uh, not and an internet record. No, certainly no. You guys were all, it's definitely organic. It feels like it. It sounds like it. That's great to hear. And I was going to say also one other sort of musical thing about bass, which is Junior has such a distinctive style. He's such a unique and singular bass player and his tone and his Listening pulse control on oh, the record. Dude. That's Dave Ellison. Yeah, it sounds exactly like, Ellison. yeah, it could have been, it could have been that, yeah. that bass line with the arpeggio. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Like, oh my God. Like, the minute I heard it, I was like, mmm. Uh, and then, of course, that's another killer, killer song. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, a lot of great rhythm section stuff, clearly, with Mike. Um, 
the two mics. I don't know how you guys uh, differentiate, but um, <laughs> yeah, man, what a what a what a knockout performance. And then again, I just want to jump back to last night. So this is you know this kind of thing is not new to you, and I'm sure you I've seen you jump on stage with bands before, and how cool it was to get to watch you do a cover because I don't think I've ever seen you do too many maybe a death metal cover, but never like such a fun cover with like it was a madhouse, man, amazing. Oh yeah, hit the lights, it's fun, man. Yeah. Very cool. And I like to pay tribute, yeah. everybody was feeling it. I put in a few death growls in there. I, I heard, I heard. <laughs> no Rupert Holmes. I heard. No Rupert Holmes there. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that's killer. Uh, have you uh, ever wanted to do any covers you can't get to in your regular band? Um, yeah, sure, man. That's all kinds of stuff I'd like to do. You get like a fun Richard Cheese side project and Trevor? Yeah. yeah, man. The elevator hits of death metal? Uh huh. Um, we've done a, we did a couple covers, but mostly for like bonus tracks for, you know, sure. overseas and stuff like that. But, uh, nothing that we've done in the live situation or, you know. Except we did paint it black in the very early days, and we've been running away from that for some <laughs> Well, you and everybody else. Yeah, everybody covers that, that song. That's kind of like the, uh, yeah, everybody. Funny as cliche as it is, you know, Metal Legion was covering a fucking Eagle song, Life in a Fast Lane. I thought that was rad, dude. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool. So dude. Well, we chatted. The last time I talked to you was for the covers EP, which I love also. And again... Mark, once again, Mark O, dude, sounded like Bowie. It was frightening how much he sounded like Bowie. We didn't want to, you know, that was a very <laughs> interesting time. That was in a, not a transition period, but we were between cycles. Right. We were gearing up to start writing for this record, and we were on a road. And I, I remember we, um, ironically, we were playing L.A. at the Whiskey and it happened to be Wendy's funeral that day. And they, right. they were like, would you guys want to, can you pay tribute to Motorhead? And I was like, what? He wants to play his fucking funeral? I mean, think about that, the pressure of that, you know? And then we were like, we said no at first too. We said, we can't, I can't, can't do it, you know? Um, and that tour was announced before his day. He was still alive, it was announced. And it just fucking somehow happened that we're in his stomping grounds, and um, we had our set planned already, and it was all songs off of MA1, covers, and what we do, and then we put together a motorhead set, and um, a tribute. The very next night, we were up in San Francisco, and um, right in the middle of the set, God, well, I remember I just got done playing Heaven and Hell, feeling good, come off stage, Dave Elson, to all of us, David Bowie just up. That's how we found, I mean, literally, it was like, what? Now, Asageda is, that's his idol. Right. That's his, that's his guy. Sure. And a lot of people. He, he broke down. He started yeah. crying. He broke down. And um, it was, and you could see that, and he delivered that news to the crowd, and he started crying on stage. And I was like, man, this is fucked up. And um, a week later, we come home, and uh, everyone knows I'm a huge Eagles fan. And Mike Portnoy calls me, goes, have you heard the news? I'm surprised I haven't heard from you. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, Glenn Fry just died. I'm like, fuck you, man. And I hung up the phone. And I looked, and sure shit, he passed away. Called Mike back. I'm like, let's go do um, an EP. Let's cover a Bowie, Motorhead, and the Eagles. And he just so happened to have his drum set up in New York. He was, um, he was cutting something else. And me, Alex, and Mike went in and banged out these two songs. And I mean, we didn't plan that. I mean, it was just like, it was done because it's like, man, it sucks. All our heroes are leaving us. And, mm. 
the, the circumstances of how we played these shows and the you know, and being on stage and always hearing that, just the way it was delivered, it was just like, you know, let's try to do something. I'm still hoping for a Prince cover from you guys. That's my dream. We, well, we, um, we've covered Prince. Yeah. Last year. On record, I want to get it. But yeah, That's I'm that selfish. guy right there. Yeah, I'm, I know. Prince I'm, cover. I'm going to talk to him about it. Uh, I'm still hurt about that yeah. one, too. Uh, we need that. As we gesture to Alex Golnick at the bar. But um, yeah, man. Uh, just crushing you guys. Kill it. Uh, again, I know that this show is very special, and it's hard to kind of organize and put this kind of event together. And uh, so obviously, the next question is... When can we expect you guys to play again soon? I know a tour is difficult for you guys. You've done a couple little ones. Well, good news if you're in the New York area. Not announced yet, which I'm probably going to get in trouble for, but fuck it. Why not? <laughs> we are playing October 27th at the Brooklyn Ball. Word. Here in lovely Brooklyn, I'll see you New again York. then. And, uh, but to make it a little bit different, uh, it's a Halloween show. And we're covering Black Sabbath 1 in its entirety. Oh. Myself, Alex, Bobby Blitz, and my partner. That's amazing. Trevor's going to join us, I believe, I hope. And Sick. I'm hoping we do some barking. And we do, we're gonna, <laughs> that's when we're going to go into the MA set, uh, do the MA stuff. And uh, for us, it's fun to, do, you know, out of nowhere. And that's also the uh, 49th anniversary of Black Sabbath. So, right on. And uh, we do things like, we love doing things like that. It's fun. And, and uh, for me, being a disciple of Geezer Butler, uh, you know, it's Hail just, um, It's a fun thing to do. It still promotes the record. It, this is how MA rolls. We, we like to do these weird things like that. And, um, and from there, we're doing, I believe, a Vegas gig. Uh, and then from there, we're doing our annual Anaheim gig. And then from there, I'm hoping we're elsewhere. <laughs> All right. All right, killer man. Hey, uh, Mark and Trevor, thank you so much for spending some time with Ghost Cold. This has been awesome to chat with you guys about this awesome, unique, and awesome record. Uh, what a good time. Any last thoughts or words? Got something on your mind, Trev? Do some voodoo, man. <laughs> Get into voodoo. <laughs> Halloween's coming. Fuck pumpkin spice. Halloween, bitches. That's funny. Nah, I just uh, thank you for supporting me. I appreciate it. Oh, always, man. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Ghost Cold Mag, Ghost Cold Mag Podcast. We're out. Peace. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.